Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to this week's episode, season two, episode 12, is it? Is it episode 12? Or 11. It's episode 12. something of the Parenting Tools podcast. My name is Jordan. And my name is Jason. This is the podcast where two dads talk about the relentless beauty and the hilarious chaos, come on, of parenting, <laughs> being dads, and all that lovely stuff. And all that lovely stuff. Before we dive into this week's episode, we got a thousand Instagram did we? followers. We did indeed. Oh, come on. So massive thank you to everyone that followed us or does follow us or has followed us from the start. Please keep following us. The OGs. (laughs) And if you don't follow us on Instagram or TikTok, please do. At Parenting Tools Pod. So, George, this week, before we jump into the parenting stuff, I need to give you an update. Please do. I've heard back from the doctor yet again. Come on now. If you're a new listener, I've been hearing back from the doctor for a few weeks now. (laughs) And I have learned that there is a clinical term for, you know, when you can't sleep at night, but you just eat all the food. Oh, yeah. Insomnomnia. <laughs> I knew it was the dad joke. I knew it. Come on. Oh, dear me. No, that, that had me in bits. But you week. have heard from the doctor. I have. There's another thing which apparently that... I've got, um, let me get my notes up because I've actually got it written down, something to do with anemia and a lack of B12, vitamin B12. So apparently I need more milk and meat in my diet or supplements. Most of my diet is literally steaks and chocolate milkshakes, so I'm not really sure <laughs> what's steaks going wrong. And, steaks and chocolate milkshakes sounds like a breakup album title, <laughs> like a man <laughs> version. <laughs> That's a great title for an episode. Write it down. Steaks and chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> Could be a tool social. Actually, I'm writing it down. <laughs> Jotting it down. So, uh, so anemia. What is? Not entirely sure to be honest. Um, all I know is that all the symptoms that I've been having, alongside with whatever the other one's called, hyperglycemia. Yep. Um, they're just all the symptoms you don't want to have. Um, feel like you're going to faint. Like blurry vision, headaches, mood swings, 
everything which I thought I was dying from could be to a lack of sugar or vitamins. So eat healthy kids. <laughs> eat healthy kids. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get your steaks from? That's all I had in, in my mind. Aldi. Do you? I can't, yeah. I can't afford anything else. <laughs> I love an Aldi steak. Yeah. In those like vacuum wrapped packs. Yeah. I was about to say saran wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, jumping into the parenting side of things, as this is a parenting podcast. Yeah, I suppose we better should really. Clocks going forward. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Here's some information because we usually give the farmers some stick. Yep. For changing the clocks. I learned this week. Can I just backtrack there? Oh, come on. We. I used to give the farmers some stick. <laughs> they don't need to change the clocks anymore. Use your phone. I'm all for the farmers. I love the farmers, but they shouldn't be needed to change the clocks. What I learned this week is it's not actually the farmers that we should be blaming. <gasps> we're redacting. It's the golfers. The golfers? The golfers. They were annoyed that it was getting darker in the evening so they couldn't play golf. Really? And so they introduced daylight savings. Which originally was brought in by William Wilberforce. That's some fun fact for you there. I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Sounds like it could be. Someone please let us know. (laughs) Fact check. The golfers. Yeah. So they just thought, nah, we're not getting enough time to finish our rounds. Yeah, so I think it was a trend set from somebody from America who was visiting Europe. Yep. And they thought, oh, this would make more sense if you had more time in the afternoon. And someone then brought that to England... But really, the main reason was that they wanted to play golf more in the afternoon. And the farmers just jumped on it. And th- they were using the farmers as a, this could benefit the farmers. Really? Mm-hmm. That's mad. I don't know if that's true. William Wilberforce. I was I've heard of him. Yeah. Maybe that's just the name that I've plucked out the air. <laughs> I've heard of William Maybe it was William something. Maybe William Wilbur forced it on everyone. Oh, dear. That was. I've not even got a segment for this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the clocks went forward last night. How did how did you get on? I suppose it doesn't really impact you because Noah doesn't sleep anyway. Yeah, I mean that's pretty that's pretty fair. Um, what did happen though is Noah wasn't feeling very well, and so she slept right through the change. So we lost an hour. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So she she woke up normal time, but with the clocks being changed. Right. So it didn't actually make any difference. So you just lost an hour anyway? Yeah, but we stumbled our way through. Oh, yeah, of course, she just woke up early. Yeah. Well, then there we go. (laughs) So nothing changed. Didn't win, didn't lose. (laughs) But you lost an extra hour. Always lose. (laughs) Well, I'm going to rub it in. I'm going to get on my high horse, (laughs) on my very tall steed. Um, It went very well in our house. My daughter, so we normally put her down between six and half six because she is ready. Like, you, I know what time it is. If she starts kicking off and we're out, I know what the time is. Yeah. So th- you might say, that's a bit early, six, half six. She goes through to a half six. Last night, put her down at quarter past six. So body clock is saying quarter past five. Yeah. She slept through till gone half eight this morning. Oh, my word. She just went all the way through. So that's wow. body time of half seven. Wow. So she went absolute like straight through. Is there any reason? I th- well Is so, there any way to replicate it? So Luca, he gets up normally at half six. Nice. And then he'll wake her up. But 
this morning he woke up at half six again. So we put him down normal time, about seven, half seven. I wasn't home. I was playing football. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why Milo was in bed at quarter past six. I put her down, then I go. Um, so he fell asleep about seven, half seven. He woke up at half six. So he went through full night. The hour didn't affect him. Well, And my wife took him straight downstairs in the morning. Wow. Because he was saying, oh, I want to go downstairs. Yeah. I want to get breakfast. He'd been so good. She took him downstairs. So I think she slept that extra bit because he didn't wake her up. Ooh, there's a tactic at play there. So I think, well, I think that anyway. I think he wakes her up most mornings. Um, so you just, you won, basically. I lost and you won. Day, well, the thing is, it's day one. Day one. I feel like we've peaked too soon. And I have to also backtrack quite a lot because, gonna be honest, now I remember that it was this week, I can't remember anything that happened at the weekend because I was completely ill. You text me an emoji oh, of the pineapple. Pineapple. Honestly, it was the worst I've ever felt in my life. This whole episode has been just complaining about my health. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? I got food poisoning. Got the Derricks. The Derricks. Out the front and the back. And the Rodneys. All of them. <laughs> the front and the back. <laughs> yeah, it was horrid. But then I also got like fever. I felt like my, I've been hit by a bus. Like it hurt to move. Oh. Like for about 18 hours. Just that was all my life was. And it was horrid. Um, but it resulted in Saturday night. The clocks change on Sunday morning, is it? It's like on two, the crossover. I think it's 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, and so Sunday morning, you wake up, usually the clocks have changed. I was in the spare bed, on an airbed, in the spare bedroom, because I was so ill. I didn't want it to be contagious, just in case. And uh, yeah, didn't really come to consciousness till Sunday afternoon. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you, so you skipped church, work? Everything. Yeah. And so for me, so skipping church on a Sunday is, that's my job, but also that has a lot of repercussions for everybody else, because mm. I do a lot at church. And so Saturday kind of afternoon it was in panic mode for everyone else because I was barely able to like string together sentences of like what I wanted to happen whilst I was away and um, bless them they they got on they did it well it was Smashed good it. I watched online it was good but I apologise for everyone for putting you in that scenario in fact I don't apologise the burrito apologises what was it what was it in was the burrito so was it a steak burrito Pulled or milkshake burrito, burrito. <laughs> But I've actually found it's not William Wilberforce. You might forgive me. It's William Willett. Willett. Yep. A guy called William Willett was one of the first advocates for daylight savings in the United Kingdom. There you go. So who's William Wilberforce? Because I've heard of that I'm name. I'm pretty sure he abolished something. <laughs> he abolished afternoon golf. So William Willett. Will Will. So William Wilberforce is the guy who abolished slavery in the United Kingdom. Oh, there we go. Well, I, I, now I'm embarrassed that I didn't know that's what he did, because that seems like a big Because I, I thought I knew that's what he did, and I just also assumed that he'd also do other things in Parliament. Apparently, he was smart enough not to bring daylight savings in. <laughs> William Willett, on the other hand, in 1907. There we go. We're a history podcast. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know that's what Will, William Wilberforce did. <laughs> so he actually convinced everyone calling the Waste of Daylight campaign. Really? Yeah. I'm sure before you had phones, that would have been. I'm glad you checked sufficient. that because I didn't want to like. Next time I'm playing articulate or some sort of. <laughs> you go in confident with William Wilberforce, yeah. and everyone looks at you like, you sure. Yeah, I've got William Wilberforce on the card. I'm like, 
the golfer that brought in daylight savings because <laughs> he wanted to do a full 18. Turns out it's the guy that, you know, got rid of slavery. Honestly, I'm just, I'm cl- I'm just glad I got William right. Well, you're there. After the weekend I've had, it's just, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Everyone was called William back in the day, weren't they? <laughs> It's not the, the go-to name. Yeah, they were all called William. Um, on the clock's changing, we had a comment from Jamie on TikTok because um, we said, what are your techniques? What are you going for? And I really like this one. He said, shift the bedtime an hour and then walk it back by 15 minutes a week. <laughs> it ain't worth the battle. Hold on, let me get my head around this. So if you've got a 7 p.m. deadline normally, deadline, because <laughs> I've had a deadline today. So if you've got a 7 p.m. <laughs> bedtime yeah normally move it to eight got you and then go to 7 45 after one week 7 30 after a one week. week and then by the end of the month you're back to your normal 15 minutes a week but when you think of it i mean it works over time i'm sure mm. but that seems long you could try it over you know you could do it over two days three days but that's what jamie's going for i mean fair play if it works we had another comment from mother knows breast <laughs> who offers uh, breastfeeding advice for uh, new mums. And she came up with the idea of doing a bit of pre-work before the clock's changed. But that's uh, already been. (laughs) So this isn't going to be much use. (laughs) But she said, on Monday and Tuesday, put them to bed 15 minutes earlier than usual. On Tuesday, sorry, on Wednesday and Thursday, do 30 minutes. And then by the time that Sunday comes around, you're in, putting them in bed an hour earlier and then the clock's changing and you're back to normal. I appreciate the advice, but it seems like a lot. Well, it does seem a lot like like now. I, here's the thing as well, because I've only got one child, that is. Yep. Like for us, it's just we just go for it. Just dive in. Just take it as it comes, see what happens. Usually by day two or three, it's done. Mm-hmm. Either she's overtired, just have to go to bed whenever, or we just have one bad night and then... We wake up in the morning. It's all good. I imagine that gets a lot trickier when you've got multiplay. <laughs> what language is that? <laughs> yeah, when you've got two or three kids on the go, is it harder with two kids? Um, it can be. I remember our early podcast episodes. Mm. I was like, not at my wit's end, but I was really struggling with bedtime because... My little boy was at the, the stage where he could, we'd not long moved house, so he was getting out of his bed and coming out of his room. A little girl wouldn't let me leave the room, so that was quite difficult. Um, Kind of spinning two plates, really, that's how it felt. Two tiny, tiny plates. Very expensive. <laughs> that do not stay still. Um, But now, because our youngest is so good at going to bed, yeah. it makes it a lot easier because you can just lie down, give her a milk. Yeah, I imagine it's it's hard as well when you're in the root, like the stringent routine phase as well. Like when they're like newborn and stuff, they've got solid routines. So I imagine that's much harder. But we just took it on a whim. I say we in the royal sense. Uh, my wife did it because I was in bed. Because <laughs> you were pineappled. Pineappled. I will say we were at a wedding this weekend, which I want to come back to because I want to pick up on a certain topic but we had a very tiring weekend for the kids. So they were just shattered. Oh, so I think tactic. it came at the best yeah. time for us. I don't think if it was a normal weekend, it had gone so well. But they were absolutely... She just, just went for the tire them out tactic. Not intentionally, but that's just how it panned out. It's a good tactic. It's a great tactic. Um, 
something else that's happened since we last recorded, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. How did you get on? I can't remember. <laughs> well, actually, no, well on all counts. Yeah. I sent my mum flowers and, or at least a gift of some kind, the, the week of. So it arrived on the Saturday before. Did you send it or did I, I send it? I did. I sent it. You're a good present buyer. There we go. <laughs> um, I got my wife something. Got her a plant and a candle from my daughter. Because yeah. I saw a debate going online where husbands were like, it's weird that we're buying Mother's Day cards for our wives because they're not our mothers. Is it? Well, that's my question of, is it? Because I feel quite, I wrote in my card for my wife, my daughter's card for my wife. And it, was all my, it wasn't my two-year-old writing those sentences. It was me. Just get to do a little scribble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. I forgot to do that bit, but... So she just got a card from you. Got a card from me. <laughs> but it was from Noah. So I got, my, I got my wife some flowers. That's all she wants. Lovely. And to be honest, I'm an awful gift giver. Talked about this before. Pressure is on. So just bought her some flowers. Let her pick them. No. <laughs> Let her pay for them. No, I didn't. Um... <laughs> So we went, we went to buy our mum some flowers from our local shop. Yeah. Um, they get these really nice flowers in our local cafe for Mother's Day. So I said, well, while we're here, might as well pick some for yourself. And she did. <laughs> so they went down well. Um, <laughs> but I did get her a card from me. Yeah. Just saying, thanks for being such a good mum and all that kind of stuff. Solid. It's, oh, it's worth it. Have you watched Clarkson's Farm? Not, not the most recent season. So there's a guy called Gerald that you can't understand a word he's saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I got an advert on Instagram. The algorithm read me of a picture of Gerald, a load of just letters. Yeah. And then in the bottom corner, it said, Happy Mother's Day. Like translation. <laughs> I thought, I've got to buy that for her. So I did. That's and brilliant. then one from the kids. Oh, that's lovely. But something happened Ooh. on Mother's Day morning. Ooh. So uh, my, my wife announced, I'm not doing anything. It's Mother's Day. You can sort the kids. I'm like, cool. Fair play. It's Mother's Day. Yep. So I get our uh, little girl out of bed, take the grow bag off, the sleeping bag, and I just see like a little stain Ooh. on her back <laughs> above above the nappy line. You're in for a big one. And I'm thinking, she's just announced that this is me flying solo on this. So I said to her, this, this might be a two-man job. She went, oh, yeah, good one. I said, I'm not joking. This this might be a two-man job. She went, I'm not moving. <laughs> Love it. So I took, her, I took her vest off. And when I say Poon Army, I mean Poon Army. There was poo between her shoulder blades. Oh. <laughs> right up the back. Now, I'm guessing that's from when I took the vest off. I hope it's I, I hope it's from when I took the yeah, vest off. Yeah, that's come out with some power. But, yeah, or it is <laughs> travelled north for winter. <laughs> but it was, her back was covered. Oh, uh, I had to put her in the shower and just rinse her off, just holding her over the yeah, shower, like play. full on Lion King. <laughs> yep. Rinsed her off. So after um, I've cleaned up the shoulder... <laughs> intrusive <laughs> the shoulder intrusive the shoulder <laughs> um it's it's a it's a big old faff there's lots of wipes i'm getting everything in the in the bag because i wasn't doing it as i went i was just oh, taking nappy afterwards. off afterwards yeah i was just getting yeah. stuff i wasn't bothered about getting everything in the nappy bag. clean up yeah i was just like right stand her up my wife says come here bear in mind she's in bed 
So she walks across to the bed, no nappy on, does a wee. (laughs) (laughs) But what my wife must have done the last thing before getting into bed is take her dressing gown off, put it on the floor next to her. (laughs) So she is now just weeing on the dressing gown. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. On the day that where my wife, rightly so, said this is on you. My uh, my daughter has pulled out the worst poon army that we've had in a long time. Did you do it solo? I did. Oh, fair play. And then the wipes did that thing. I know we complain about wipes a lot, but they did that thing and I was not bothered. I just got them all out. Clumped it. Just yeah. flicking the ring, going everywhere. But oh my life. Got, it got to be done. It was horrific. And it was warm. <laughs> Still fresh. <laughs> so warm. So much warmth coming off. <laughs> So that was a bad one. Ah, but a good Mother's Day overall. A great Mother's Day. And do you know what? <clears throat> Speaking on both of us, behalf of both of us, they both deserve it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, all the, all the debates that I read about the cards, like, cards are one of those things. I'm not a, a very, what's the, a card person. But what a card does is it allows you to express opinions that you probably wouldn't say just in normal conversation. Yep. Even though I probably would say them in normal conversation. That's probably why I don't like cards. Even so, but it I, means more I, when it's written I get down, what right? you're saying. I 100% yeah. get what you're saying. It's like you wouldn't not say those things, but you wouldn't just normally say those things. No, it gives you an opportunity, doesn't it? And yeah. it kind of gives it a bit more like permanence because it's written it down. Does. It's there. You yeah. always look back on it. And so it definitely wrote a little heartfelt massage. Yep. I don't know what's with the words today. Um, <laughs> I'm clinging up. It's the anemia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, got the cards... Put them up as you do. Yeah. Walked in. Kids have got them down. <laughs> folded them. Creases everywhere. Yeah. My, my daughter likes to keep adding to the cards. <laughs> so she gives you a birthday card. So you put it up. Throughout the whole week that it's up, she'll keep adding to it. Nice. It's, it's sweet. And another thing. P.S. <laughs> Just thought of another thing. Here's a, here's a question. What do you do with cards? Do you bin them? Oh, I am. I am miserable. I think unless it's <laughs> is that related to the question? Yep, yeah, no, yeah, just in general. <laughs> unless it's like a a twenty first birthday or thirtieth big wedding anniversary, just get rid of them. Recycling, or it's a particularly nice card. Yeah, you know, or like a nice moon pig. Moon pig. There you go. There's a jingle. There is. Yeah. There's a jingle. You finally got one. <laughs> finally got one in. Got to keep stick to it. <laughs> Before we get into opening questions, I want to ask you something. So I've been uh, listening to a podcast recently called Finding Our Feet. And it's uh, a couple on an adoption journey. Okay, yeah. That's a medical Amazing. medical troubles when it comes to conce- came to conceiving. So they've gone down the adoption route and they're documenting their journey. That sounds really cool. Much like in the way that we do. They're not offering advice on how mm. to adopt. It's just their experience and their journey. So I was listening to that the other day and they had a, uh, a mum on whose child is two and diagnosed with autism quite early on. So they were talking about how their parenting journeys are very different to what they Mm. expect. And that looks very different for both of them. One adopting, one with a a child with autism. And they asked her this question, which I thought was lovely. Three words to describe your child. Mm. Well, that's a statement. (laughs) Describe your child in three words. For me? My child? You go for it. You jump in. 
So you did text me about this earlier, so I have had time to think about it. I had to think long and hard because there's too many words. So I've gone for <clears throat> resilient. Nice. Intelligent. Beautiful. Oh. Yeah, that's my daughter. Why? Resilience. Oh, man. Like, there genuinely isn't a day where I don't think about, most days even talk about, the resilience that she has just in life. Like she's mm. been through so much. She has. And we have a little poster on our wall, um, which is like a little hand-drawn figurative drawing of a, of a baby, which shows the size that she was when she was born, mm. um, which was like two pounds something, um, two pound 11. And like the exact like length that she was. And so that's, that's in our bedroom. Not as like a weird thing, but more of a remind ourselves how grateful we are. Yeah. And so every day I see that and it's like, I then look at my daughter and she's just so happy and she's just resilient is just the word. She's just so strong. And the other day I've been having some blood tests and like you have little bruises on your arms and she'll come up to me and she'll go, daddy, how was your blood test? And oh. She'll get it out and she'll go, oh, can I do a health check on you? Um, and then she'll be like, oh, it'll be better soon. That's and lovely. Like, and she's been through all of that herself <clears throat> and like quite badly as well sometimes, but she's just so much like, even for me, she's caring for me and my little bruise on my arm about my blood test. Yeah. So resilient, um, intelligent, because she's, I'm convinced she's already smarter than me. Like, she's so intelligent, and it baffles me, like, how intelligent kids can be. Um, in, like, so many different ways, not just in, like, knowledge, but in how they can just do things and approach things. Um, and I think for me, like, one of my biggest goals is to enable her intelligence, whatever that looks like whether it's in practical skills or like actual knowledge or studying like as a father as a parent i want to enable her to be the best that she can mm. um and then beautiful because i just think she's beautiful it's that thing of like she has me wrapped around her finger genuinely um she could ask for anything and i'd be like no but yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> ask me when your mother's not here top top five cutest babies that i've ever encountered who Noah? Yep. Ah, oh, that means a lot. And I don't mean fifth. <laughs> Do you know when people say, "Oh, top that, fifth. that was my top five favorite, whatever"? That normally means fifth, because yeah. you'd say like first, second, or third. But she's in the top five, but not fifth. But also, she's not first or second because absolutely that would be wrong. They're my kiddos. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're nice. They're lovely yeah. ones. What What are your three for your two? They have a lot of numbers there. So for Luca, I've got polite because he is so polite. Yeah. He will knock you down, but he'll say sorry. <laughs> but no, he's, his manners are... I'm really proud of just how he says, please, thank you. He says, you're welcome to people. I, I said this before when we went to Spain. He'd even say gracias. Like He, he yeah. quickly picked up on that's how you say thank you. So yeah, really proud of him for that. Uh, smart slash intelligent. He's, he's a very clever boy. Yeah. Um, he's an August baby. So there's that whole, whole kind of thing of... He's going to school yeah, like 25% younger than other people in his year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for him to be, and that's a worry for a lot of parents yeah. who have got August babies. Um, but I think, I think he's going to fly at school because he's mm -hmm. just he, so, we were in the car the other day and he told me that four fours are 16. <laughs> I was baffled. And he's got, he's got that from number blocks. He doesn't know why four fours are sixteen, still, but still the retention. He's retained that knowledge. It's huge, though. That yeah, that whole complex. Like, 
having children when when you factor those things in that's huge because one month makes a massive difference in their education and when they're young as well yeah that that means quite a lot in terms of all that sort of stuff and it is really scary so we've got potentially got the option to hold Noah back a year because she was technically supposed to be born in September yep and it was quite, quite drastic but it's one of those things of like just we'll just see how it goes for now um but oh man yeah Luca's definitely like clever and intelligent he's a, he's a smart boy which worries the life out of me <laughs> um so and then the third effervescent he's, what does that mean effervesces so do you know barocas <laughs> something that fizzes Baroc- uh, i thought it was a yogurt you drop it into water yes. and it just fizzes he's just he's full of he's full of life he's full of character That's a great word i wanted a, a word for like someone that lights up a room because he yeah. just he beams mm. And he was doing this thing at church recently where he was walking across the front row, saluting people. <laughs> and I love our church for this. Like, there's no kind of frowning or someone, you know, keep him still. Everyone just saluted back at him. And he's kind of got that thing already where he, he brings happiness and, oh, you know, so he, he, brings, he brings joy. He's just full of life and he's full of energy, but in the best possible way. Mm. So, yeah, that's my three for my boy. For my, she is so independent. Miss Independent already. She's a year and a half and she will not let me feed her. Like she will cry. She'll say no. She she, she could say, I don't want it. Now she can only say a handful of words, yeah. but she can say, I don't want it. She knows what she wants and she knows what she doesn't want. She goes, don't want it, don't want it, don't want it. And I don't know where she's got that from. So yeah, she's independent. She's so funny. She can't speak, but she's so she knows what's funny. If something makes you laugh, she'll do it again yeah. and she'll do it bigger. She'll do it with like more life and more enthusiasm because it's made you laugh. So she, she already knows what's funny and what's not and she'll make you laugh. She'll clock that it makes you laugh and she does it again. Mm. So she's brilliant and then beautiful. I've got beautiful as well. She's just got the nicest face, which is mostly covered in snot all the time. <laughs> but I, d- I don't get bored of just of looking at her. That's, that's that's lovely. Yeah, I've, do you know when you have a newborn and you just you just look at them? Yeah, and they don't do anything; they just kind of sit there. Well, they don't sit there, and you just, I could I could do that with her now, just looking at her because she's. This morning she got one of my wife's lipsticks and just drew it all over her chin. <laughs> and nice. I could just look at her. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a three for for my. That's a really nice little question. Yeah, I I loved I love it. That. Yeah, I loved it, and it was um what was nice about the finding our feet podcast was that the mum she like left the autism off the table Mm. and it was like he's very much just him yeah and you know the autism yeah plays into a part but it doesn't define him Mm. so that was the way that conversation went but i thought yeah it's really it's a really lovely question oh that's amazing and um just to so I, i believe is it autism awareness day this week yeah this april the 2nd is autism awareness day Amazing. And I think that's one of the conversations that actually not a lot of people know about. I think it's just a knowledge gap. And so next week we have a very special guest um, who'll be talking about just life in general. Um, but one of their children has autism and uh, it's my sister. Lovely. So Becky Nichols will be joining us next week. Auntie Becky. Auntie Becky. <laughs> Lovely.
<laughs> and if you want to check out the Finding Alfie episode, it's uh, it's called Jude's World. So check them out on Spotify. Jude's Apple World. Board. They should have a no. they should have a jingle. <laughs> they should have a jingle. But the the episode is called Jude's World. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I want to pick up something, Jace, that we picked up with Dan off camera. Oh. So last Remind week... Remind me, I can't remember. Shout out, Dan, for last week's episode. Yeah, it's lovely. Lovely. Wholesome. Listen to it back on the way from the wedding. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, you know, it brought me and my wife we listened to it together and we were just talking about the newborn days yeah and the things that we really enjoyed and don't you forget so much you forget so like much baby what's that it's so, not insomnia amnesia yeah genuinely I forget so much of like the stuff that you have to do for newborns yeah well, it's like you said oh you don't really need that much stuff and I'm like no you don't you know they're just nappies and baby grows like actually you need a steriliser you need so much stuff you need loads of bottles <laughs> <laughs> you need pseudocreme <laughs> when you think when you think about it you do actually need loads of stuff compared to what you need now you, you don't need anything <laughs> but at the time you do need quite a bit of stuff <laughs> but after um, after we finished recording Dad's, Dan said hey lads I've bought a dad car yes now I want to pick I want to pick this up yeah this is huge for, me, for many men and I want to say probably for some women can't speak about that because I'm not a woman. Yeah. But for many men and many blokes I know, my friends, getting a dad car is a big old life stage. It's huge. Requires a lot of time, a lot of investment, sometimes a lot of sacrifice. Yep. You're giving up a lot to gain a lot of space. <laughs> a lot of space and a lot of nothing else. Yeah. So I, uh, I bought myself a, a Suzuki Swift Sport. So not like the most lavish car but i loved it nice. it was my little sporty car that i just used to drive at the speed limit around in <laughs> and uh, when i bought it someone said oh you're clearly not having kids anytime soon i said no i'm not <laughs> and I've, I've bought this car because no one drives them you don't see many of them i wanted something small and fun to get around in and i loved it it wasn't a ferrari it wasn't anything major but it was my car it was my pre-dad <laughs> pre-dad car car and i loved it and getting rid of it to get something like practical a, practical that i could get isofixes in <laughs> was it and a roof box if necessary and a roof box yeah it's got the ra- the rails on top but it's a big deal big deal you need ample boot space and i know for some men it's a sad day so i'm not really that much into cars 
I spent ages, as soon as I passed my test, I spent years saving up for the car that I wanted. I had several cars that were just just cheap cars. And finally, after years, I bought myself a nice, like fairly decent VW Golf. It was gunmetal grey. Lovely colour. It's beautiful. Bought it off an old couple. It was going to last me years. Had it three days and wrote it off. <laughs> Since then, my car trajectory has just been numb. <laughs> numb. Yeah. They, uh, it was my fault on the insurance. And uh, so I didn't get paid out the full value of the car. You've never recovered. I haven't. And so after that, I bought a cheap Polo, which I still have now on my driveway. <laughs> and uh, when we were in hospital, I remember... Noah being there and having the conversation with Em going, we need a new car. And she's like, what are you thinking about cars for? At some point we'll be leaving yep. and she's not going to fit in our two-door polo. True. So I bought a car there and then. And that's what it is today. A practical decision. Still can't believe you did that. Yeah. No test drive. So I did test drive a few. Previous. I knew this conversation was coming. Yeah. So I'd, I'd done the research, done the work. There was a car which was more practical, but I liked this one slightly more. So there was a little bit of kind of leeway. Yeah. It was it was the biggest car that would fit in our underground garage at the time, which was tiny. Again, three days later, we moved out. And I could have got a bigger car. <laughs> so, so my car history is not that great. So what would you, for people that are maybe expecting, oh. or they've got their first, because yeah. I think you can get away with having a smaller car with one baby. You can if you're not planning to go away anywhere. Yeah. And if you're planning to go away or visit family regularly and you need to take all the stuff with you, you need a lot of room. You need a lot of you room. Need a big boot. It doesn't have to be an SUV. It could be an estate. You just need a lot of You need to fit all the stuff in. Estates. I don't want to use the term. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bit old manish, aren't they? That's just men just resigning to their dadness. Yeah. Yeah. The, like the day. It's like seven seaters. <laughs> I would I would rather buy a Range Rover and get in debt <laughs> than buy a seven seater. So this this again is going against what I said last time. You don't need a lot of stuff for a newborn. If you're going to visit family and you've got a newborn and they're not set up, you need a carry cot, you need the sterilizers, you need all the spare clothes because they go for like ten outfits a day. All the nappies, all the food. Yeah, that doesn't fit in a boot. Um, and also, you don't just need the bed. You might need the carry cot. And the pram, yep. Moses basket, all of these different sleeping solutions for a child. So though space is, ne- is a necess- necessity. Yeah. And isofixes. Isofixes are brilliant. Amazing. Really? Must. Did you think you'd be talking about this like five years ago? Not at all. Just chatting about how good isofixes are. One of, one of the best <laughs> things though, and I stole it from you, is the car seat. The swivel. That wasn't me. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever swap a car seat? Any, I think you did. No. The newborn one. No. So we had one of those car seats that you can take out and put it onto some wheels. So you Maybe get, that's what I stole from you. So you get to your destination, you get the car seat, you haven't got to take did them out of the car Did you buy it from like, it was like a show model? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I was talking about, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. That invention was genius. Yeah, so it's a, it's a car seat that you can take out of the car and then clip it onto a frame and you can just use that as a pushchair then. Yeah. So the baby's not transferring from one. Seat Which means also if they're sleeping, if they're you've got more chance of them staying asleep, yeah. you put them on the pram. Exactly. Or when you get home, you can just take the car seat out, leave them in the car seat for a, a little bit. 
and then also, which is something I didn't learn from you, is a swivel car seat. <laughs> <laughs> when they're a bit older, the ones that swivel. Yep, I know the ones. Easy access. Yep. <laughs> Bang. Bang. Perfect. Bang's probably not the so right. So you also need enough room. <laughs> need enough room. Yeah. So that's your top tip, is it, for people? Just space, isofixes, bars on the roof for a roof rack. See, that's, that's too far for me. Ah, oh, but if a you roof need rack. space. <laughs> a roof box. <laughs> I can't do I can't do a roof rack. I'd, I think one of my things is um, try... I'm pretty certain we went to look at cars and we took the car seat or the, the pram with us. That's a great tip. Yeah, That's that was top tool. really useful. That was really useful to do. Yeah. So you know... If it fits in. If easily. it fits in or not. Yeah, that's great. But this is what I mean. Buying a car around if your pram can fit in it is very different. Honestly, this this is the epitome of what parenting is like. Yep. Every decision is made around your kids. Yep. And sometimes they're painful decisions. Like getting rid of your really average Suzuki Swift Sport. Suzuki Swift. <laughs> what colour was it? Black. Oh, it was lovely. It was so nice. And it was brilliant. It, it handled like a dream. You just throw it into corners. I don't even know what these look like. Oh, mate, it was awesome. I had so much fun in that car. I was... <laughs> do you know when you watch programs like Top Gear and the Grand Tour and they say, like, the car brings you joy and you're like, mate, come on, it's a car. It used to bring me joy driving it. It was... It was wonderful. My little... And it, it weighed less than a tonne. So if I ever rolled it, I could probably <laughs> flip it back over. So I don't know. A car's <laughs> usually more than a tonne. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Normally. And then we go into the whole thing of, I have two children. Yeah. Having a third means that my now big dad car is too small. <laughs> yeah. And that really is a consideration when thinking, right, do I want to have another child? It's, well, going out for day trips now gets really tricky if you can't yep. afford a massive car because they are expensive. And I know I joked about a Range Rover and getting into debt. Obviously, I wouldn't do that. But... That's the kind of size you need to have three kids. Seven-seater. Oh, the day you get a seven-seater is the day you give up. <laughs> I don't think that many... I mean, I'm sure people do care about cars that much, but for mo for a lot of people, it's just tr to get from A to B. For a lot of people, yeah. But for a lot of other people... <laughs> it's not. I'm not even like a, a petrol head. I'm not Every even one of those. I'm not, like a, I'm not even a car snob. But Every I just, time you get in, it's just grinding away at you. That's what it. Have my life become? And you spend a lot of time in a car. I spent you, you a lot of time in my car this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed being in it. I enjoyed the tech. <laughs> yes. And I enjoyed the fact it has five seats and only five seats. Okay. Yeah. I don't want a seven seater. <laughs> but really practically, you'd have to pay out for a massive car. Yeah. It's huge. But it's, it's things that I've got used to now, which are very snobbish. Mm. cars like apple carplay yeah well yeah i could siri can just play the music i want well play the music my daughter wants <laughs> without faffing about it's a necessity now even so like when we have to go into the rubbish polo car she gets sad she goes oh no music in this car yep happens with my son as well he's like daddy can we have whatever song is it will he ask for my songs like, can i have my songs <laughs> in my car i'm like get in <laughs> because <laughs> we've got like a nice family well like you we've got a nice family car and then we've got a cheap cheaper car that's mine yeah and it's like well that doesn't work can't have that in daddy's car and that that's a luxury in itself two cars yeah but that has become for us a necessity and like our second car is a cheap little banger 
Mm. But it's like we couldn't live without it at the moment. Um, our buses and train routes just aren't good enough. No, I'm I'm exactly the same. Bought like a cheap old banger, and we couldn't live without. We couldn't go down to one car. Maybe that's different if you live in like a. <clears throat> I was about to say a city, but I live in a city, uh, but a bigger city like London or maybe overseas where the transport's just much better, and cheaper, and cheaper. Yeah, who knows? One of those things. But I do need to buy a new car soon, and I'm dreading it. What are you going for? <laughs> Honestly, don't know. <laughs> a Suzuki what? Swift. Suzuki Swift Sport. Oh, glory days. So, John, I want to change the uh, tempo up. I've, I think I've come across a top tool. Top tool. Oh, yes. Boom. Also, a bit of a, not, not necessarily a deeper bit, but it's as my daughter's getting smarter, cleverer, more intelligent, she's beaten me in more arguments. And I, I say this a lot as a joke. Genuinely, she's just beaten me at arguments. I don't, I don't know how to get her to do what I want a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> However, I have come across her Achilles heel. Oh, and I'm hoping that this uh, appeals to the masses of how how to barter with your toddler and win. That could be a book. It could be copyright it. There we go. I'll write a short draft now, just to make sure. <laughs> but there's obviously there's the, way, the tried and tested ways of just bribing them with stuff they want. Sweets, yep. chocolate. If you do this, I'll give you this. Nice and easy. But you, you don't want to raise kids that are just... Spoilt? Spoil. Or just like robbing all your cash and chocolate. <laughs> cash. <laughs> when they understand money, they can... <laughs> 1998 called. They want their means of payment back. Do you not use cash anymore? No. That's the point. I don't actually... I struggle to find a pound for the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I've been struggling to... Uh, particularly when it comes to getting dressed. Not myself. Yep. Uh, my daughter. I gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> After bath time, she loves naked running. And I'm so glad because a few episodes ago, uh, we had a problem where she was just so scared as a result of having a blood test that she didn't want to be without any clothes on she wants it covered we're past that now she loves being naked a little bit too much You've gone full <laughs> she, yeah she does not want to put her jammers on ever and she wants to stay free and it's the clock is winding down it's for us it's coming time for handover to my wife because she does the evenings yep. at bedtime and so my task stops when she's clothed oh that's good so after bath time, we, we do all that together. So it's not a time. It's not seven o'clock. No, it no, is it's, it's when she has got the clothes on. When she's got the clothes on, which my wife's in the room with me. We're still doing it together. But as soon as she's got the clothes on, <clears throat> I leave. Handover begins. And that could take half an hour. could take an hour. could take 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't want to put the clothes on. She so wants- now you're bribing her to put the clothes on. Well, I have come up with a tactic which uh, at the moment has worked. Every time. This could be best-selling. This could be groundbreaking. So, usually it's like, no, do you want to put your clothes on? Just having none of it. Even to the point of, we're going to take away one of your stars if you don't come put your clothes on. I've tried that. Don't work. She's like, take away my stars. I'll get another one. Okay, fair point. (laughs) I'll earn it back. Yeah. So now, I'll go, no, can you just help me put your vest on? And I'll start putting it on me. And she'll get so annoyed that it doesn't go on daddy's head it goes on Noah's 
That should yeah. come over, take it off. You go, no, Daddy, this is how you put it on. And she put it on herself. Nice. Starts with the vest. I do it with the trousers. Do it with the top. Before you know it, job's done. So, my immediate thought is, there's going to be a day where she doesn't call your bluff. Yep. And you're going to have to commit to putting her tiny, tiny trousers on. <laughs> yeah, so what I do to make it obviously terrible, and I think it annoys her more, is I try to put her trousers on my arm. Oh, nice. Wrong body part as well. You're mixing it I think up. She just, she just hates. Like, <laughs> I can't have the capacity to know what trousers are. This guy's getting it all wrong. <laughs> Let me go show him. Yeah. I like it. And it's, how long has this been working for? About three weeks. Really? Yeah, legitimately. But it doesn't work in any other area. <laughs> <laughs> like food. Just any area of general You're just discipline. like shoving a sausage <laughs> in your ear. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to eat your food. That's why you're so ill. But I think Consuming meat through your eyeballs. The the core of it, genuinely, is me and my wife have a common hate of things, and um, don't know what I don't know why this annoys me more than anything. Um, I'm generally quite a what's, what's the word? Just not really bothered about a lot of things. Pretty placid, placid, very placid person. I think. Yeah. Um, not a lot of stuff bothers me apart from incompetence really frustrates me so much doesn't have to be in, in any area at all just incompetence frustrates me good job you've got a toddler then and i think i passed that on to my toddler <laughs> as evidenced by me trying to put her trousers on my arm she doesn't suffer fools gladly she forgets that she's trying to stay naked she forgets that bedtime's around the corner so much she's like no let, let me show you how it's done because you're a fool yeah her disdain of you <laughs> takes over the want to not be clothed but that kind of leads me to the question of are there I, I think that's quite a, a negative thing because it grinds my gears so much are there any things that you've spotted in your kids that you think might be a bit of negative hangover from you oh 100% 100% shouting shouting <laughs> yeah like uh, our little boy gets so frustrated when he can't do something, like put his, his clothes on, he would just shout. Um, and that comes from me, 100%. I remember playing Crash Bandicoot what on the game. PS1 Come on. and struggling to get past levels and just squeezing the control. Wow. Because I was just so annoyed and I'd, I'd be like so frustrated. And I just see that in, in him, yeah. that, that frustration that manifests itself in just like a, an outcry mm. or... He doesn't hit out or kick out or anything like that. He's not aggressive, but he he will shout. Yeah, and that is very much from from me, and I think my wife as well. I think she would. <laughs> I think she would agree. So, um, I'll definitely see a lot of that in in him. It's just, it's just funny, isn't it? Like, because I think there's not just like learned behaviours. I think there's just general like presuppositions of just how people are, mm. and like I can begin to see that with my toddler, even to the point of. Like, at a soft play, she will tell other kids off for not playing with the equipment properly. Yeah. It's that, incomp- that hate of incompetence. Like, no, this is how you play with it. <laughs> oh, I know. She wouldn't last with me. <laughs> I like to, like, put tights on the kid's head. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, Call it trouser head. She, yeah, She's she like, whoa, hang on a second. We, we love nappy time in our house, <laughs> which is nappy head time. Everyone puts a nappy on their head. Yeah, it'll be done. But it's, she understands when stuff is being done in jest. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but when it comes to serious playing, <laughs> she's livid. 
<laughs> so there's no sarcasm involved. <laughs> no, um, well, yeah. I see a lot of, and I get told all this all my time. Like, we've been at a family wedding this weekend, and my uncle came up to me and was like, he is you, because he just doesn't sit still, just wants to run freely. Like, yeah. It's just it's just me. Um, but yeah, good tactic, though. Yeah, and I, I think, really, to, to wrap it up, it's not... <clears throat> A lot of the traits that we pass on to our kids, especially if we've noticed that they're negative, doesn't have to be treated as like, oh, you must never do that. It's more about like managing them yeah. and like understanding how that can be used in a helpful way. Um, being frustrated at everyone's incompetence, I don't know how you can use that in a helpful way yet, but I will find it. <laughs> I think that's really helpful. Yeah, you can help people stop being incompetent. It could be a teacher. Very good. Or a tutor, martial art instructor. People that show people the right way of doing things. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. There you go, a dentist. There you go, you've solved my solution. There you go. (laughs) So time is against us. I want to quickly pick up on something. I want to get your opinion. As a minister, as a reverend, weddings. So I mentioned we went to a family wedding. Yeah. One of those things that aren't as fun with kids, going to a wedding. Yeah. And as it was a family wedding, our kids were invited, they were part of it, keeping them quiet for a ceremony was tricky yeah keeping them sat at their seats for dinner was tricky it's a whole palaver massive palaver yeah and uh, I think we did okay me and my wife maybe could have been a bit of a better team if I'm being honest and transparency of the pod but we had a little team talk halfway through the day we got back on the same page love that we ended strong <laughs> really proud of us I genuinely am we got it together um and then the party came, the disco at the end, and they had a great time. But I want to ask your opinion. Where do you stand on people saying no kids at the wedding? So I have, I've, I've conducted weddings with my children in the room, my child in the room. <laughs> Several weddings with my child in the room. Um, I've been a part of, I've been to quite a few weddings with being a part of like the official procedure and my daughter being present um and i've done a few without her being there the ones without her have been definitely less stressful (laughs) it's difficult when it comes to a a wedding that i'm just attending like i know if it was my wedding it makes it easier for the adults enjoyment that kids aren't there but in general i'm not like kids in general before i had my daughter i wasn't bothered didn't understand like kids just get knocked out by someone else it's fine now i have a daughter and i understand that whole world it's a huge undertaking to have kids at your wedding because you've got to also have space for them to do stuff mm. so i don't really know my opinion is very political in nature um <laughs> i'm easy either way to be honest whoever whatever that uh, the couple decide whatever uh, see i'm a, i'm of that same standing it's up to you yeah, I know some people maybe could be offended if they're like, "Well, you've invited us along now. What?" Basically, you're saying I've got to find childcare. You see, I'm not offended because the potential that my child could ruin your day is very real. I, I concur. And do you know what? I learned something as well, and I only learned this recently, and I should have learned this a lot sooner, considering I conduct weddings. You know, at the moment where they say, "If anyone here has any reason why these two should not be joined," all that spiel. If anyone says anything even as a joke you stop the wedding right there and then you call the police into a back room and you have to wait until an investigation has been done really 
Yeah. So even if a kid goes, mummy, I'm not sure if a kid goes mummy, but if a uh, like an older kid would go, I do, as a joke, you have to stop the wedding. Really? Yeah. So I was doing a wedding uh, last year where some of the guests had Tourette's. And we had to seriously manage the expectations of actually sometimes you might have to leave if that happens because the reality is we will have to go in. Because that could be the only opportunity where somebody might have been coerced into a marriage. Yeah, yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And so the the rules around it are you have to right there and then the police have to come or at least the the signatory person has to investigate because that could be the only opportunity to rule out like a dodgy wedding. So how did the Tourette's go down? It was fine. It was fine. Same. Yeah, I was so nervous. It's a tense moment. Yeah. Anyway, it was, even when you know there's nothing wrong. <laughs> it was still. that wedding I learned. Really? Oh, wow. On the day. <laughs> Literally on the morning because the whole preparation I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I should have known <laughs> on the on the morning. That's when I found that out. Is it is it called ticks that people with Tourette's have? Yeah, I think so. So it's when they go. By the way, yeah. their tick is that they like to announce that they know a reason why people can't get married. <laughs> yeah, and so in the conversations with them, they would come up with hilarious like responses just as part of their tick. Yeah, and so it was like actually, if if you're feeling like it's going to happen, you might just have to step outside. Mm. Um, I think that's what happened. And it was all good. All good. <laughs> but my opinion is, it's up to the couple. Up I'm, to the couple. I'm not offended. So we had a, a wedding recently. Um, some friends from church got married. And they said, look, bring the kids if you want. We were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also great. If you, are you, do you want to enjoy it more? I want to enjoy it more. <laughs> and if, uh, if, like, the family wedding at the weekend, mom and dad were invited. It was over three nights that we were there. So, you know, bring them with you. And it was fine. Um, and then they slept really well last night because they were shattered. So if your childcare is at the wedding with you, it can cause some troubles. Yeah, I think. Um, but now nah, I'm I'm of the opinion if the bride and groom say no kids, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like at the end of the day, it's not about you and your little family, is it? Like, no, it's about the couple. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I like a dance. 
I would quite prefer an evening where I don't have to worry. Mate, <laughs> well, if, stay up later. If Bruno Mars comes on, I have no concern for what my kids are doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just completely... Luke's going to log that one. I'm led by Bruno. <laughs> yeah, if he ever hears this, hears this. Alexa, play Bruno Mars. And then daddy's gone. You've got a five minute window to do what you want. <laughs> oh, amazing. Please, if you want to send us your messages, your comments, your stories, please do. At Parenting Tools Pod on TikTok and Instagram. And we will see you next week. Next week.